0: I'm a firm believer that home isn't just a place, it's a feeling. It's the warmth you get in your heart and you feel just like everything is right in the world. Sometimes the feeling does come with a place. Maybe it's sitting on the couch with your cousins, watching a blues game. Maybe at the foot of the tree, delicately hanging the ornaments your family's had for generations. Home can be at the mall, doing some shopping with your high school friends, or at the bar down the street, swapping stories of what's happened since the last time you took those very seats. Is it sitting crisscross applesauce in your childhood bedroom or gathered in the kitchen of your parents' new house? Well, for years, that home feeling hit me while I was still on the highway, headed west through North County to my parents' place in St. Charles. I'd passed the regular milestones across the Missouri border, but then there it was. The glowing white sign, the sloped roof. Lion's choice, I see you. The local peddler of the freshest, most perfectly seasoned roasted beef sandwiches, the temple of the fierce lion logo and the teensiest the little ice cream cones. The real reason I could never go full vegetarian. I've definitely been guilty of stopping through here while I'm on the way to a family dinner. Word to the wise, make sure your grandma doesn't see the paper bag when you walk in the door. Sometimes I didn't stop. I just kept driving. But just seeing the glowing sign, that lion where all the light touches is its kingdom, was a reminder I was back in St. Louis. And that's when I started to feel home. Well, today on Abbey Eats St. Louis, we're sharing stories of home. Where is it? What does it feel like? And most importantly, what does it taste like? Our final podcast episode of 2019. We are sharing your stories, traditions, and memories. What a great
1: podcast this will make! Not my story necessarily, but the whole idea of this is wonderful.
0: Before getting to some food news to end the year on, and some cool events happening around the area that could become your next family tradition.
2: Ah,
1: I'd uh, <laughs> uh, like, like you eat St. Like Louis. My question is. My turkey's dry. What can I do right now to make my turkey moist?
0: I'm that? So, we opened up the Abby Eats hotline for this. Of course, that is the first one we get. Um, I'm Abby
2: Larica, joined in studio by producer Dory to go through these. And yeah. Yeah, of course, that first one we got was actually our own Renny not calling us. (laughs) And you know, what's
0: funnier than that fake accent he thinks hides his true identity is the fact that he's pretending to be cooking the turkey and acting like he's trying to fix it being dry. We know that's not the case. Right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right, but let's get on to some of those real submissions. We had real people out there send us their stories on air and online. And this one from Kate in Wildwood
3: really sounds like it could be so many of us. Our kids and their families were here last week for Thanksgiving. I had two fridges packed with eats and drinks. I figured I had covered all the bases for 19 people. Not a chance. (laughs) They missed their favorites. Lion's Choice, T-Ravs, 7 Emo's Pizza, Pasta House Salad, pasta and broccoli, and Ted Drew's. Yep. Mm-hmm. The final find was Steak and Shake. One family took four pounds of Emo's cheese home. You can take the kids out of St. Louis, but you can't take St. Louis out of the kids.
2: Four pounds! I have done that before. <laughs> four <laughs> pounds of cheese? Of yes. Provel cheese, yes. Guilty as charged. I hope they were driving. And I hope they brought a cooler. Yes. (laughs) So we got a lot of similar submissions like Kate's there on Facebook and over email. Florence wrote to us saying that she hit most of them right there. Ted Drew's, Emo's, T-Rav's, Vest Cream Soda. Mm. Mm, That's my favorite. Barbecue pork steaks, preferably cooked at home, of course. There you go. And a glazed donut from the donut shop on Chippewa, one of my favorites too. And Pasta House Style Salad. Yummy. Yes. We also heard from Trish. She wrote that my mom always has to hit White Castle when she comes to yeah. town. For me, it was Steak and Shake um, when she was living in New Hampshire, along with biscuits and gravy, because it was apparently outlawed in New England. What? You lived in that area for a mm, while. It, Mid-Atlantic. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, I did look up um Boston, best biscuits and gravy in Boston, and I was able to find some things. So Ooh, okay. there is a whole web of outlaws out there looking for the best biscuits and gravy in New England, though I will say it is a Southern thing, so maybe that's part of it. I love that her mom has to hit White Castle when she's in town. (laughs) That's awesome. And you know what? Speaking of moms... Here's a voice that you, Dory, should find pretty familiar.
3: This is Elena, and I am Dory's mom. Uh, One year, we went out of town. (laughs) We went to Alabama to visit my husband's family. You know, they just don't do Thanksgiving like they do it here in St. Louis. Here, when we have a Thanksgiving meal, we have to make sure we have something for everyone. So, one particular person doesn't like turkey, so we have to have him. My cousin. (laughs) doesn't like turkey. We have to have green bean casserole. We have to have plain uh, green beans. We have to have plain corn. For me. And then we have to have a uh, corn casserole. For we have everybody to who have has sweet potato taste. Casserole. We have to have mashed potatoes. We have to have party potatoes. We have Ooh, to have cranberry sauce. We have to have something that fits all of anyone's. Wants. You put your mom to work on <laughs> the, the Trouble Child. Again, I said when we run away uh, for Thanksgiving, I was, you know, bad because I wasn't with my family with the traditional foods that we normally cook. We may have 10 people, but we may cook like there's going to be 30. This is true. But, <laughs> yes. You know, a couple stories about Dory. There when we go. She oh. went to Mizzou and she would come home. Her favorite meal was um, pearl cheese sandwiches and <laughs> chef pie. <chaffordine radios, which laughs> something that she asked for when she got home. So many questions. Um, also around the holidays, um, try to get together and make simple mm-hmm. cookies for cinnamon, kind of like a shortbread cookie. They're my favorite. Sounds good. That we
2: use a cake mix to do. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but thank you. I um, Take care. Bye.
2: Oh, love I you too, mom. She almost, she stopped herself from saying, love you, bye. Love you, bye. Oh, <laughs> thanks mom for calling. That's so great. Okay, so first question yes. is about the tinsel cookies. Is that what they're called? They're called crinkle cookies. Crinkle cookies. So they're made with a cake mix, a French vanilla cake mix. And we've done our tests to make sure we find the best cake mix. I think we end up using... Oh, which one do we use? Um, Betty Crocker. Oh, okay. I think that's the one that we figured out was the best, but they're really dense but soft, and you dip them in a brown sugar mix and they just come out so good. So yes. when are you making these for me? I can make them probably next week. I'll bring them in. Excellent. That's yes. what I like to hear. What I do also want to know about you is um, <laughs> Chef Boyer di ravioli. I huh? forgot about in that. zoo? <laughs> you were in college and you wanted Yes. That? Well, my mom made the best grilled cheese and I think her secret is just a lot of butter. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and fair. it gets, that gets nice and uh, crispy there. And what goes with grilled cheese? Anything else besides <laughs> Chef Boyer? I mean, tomato soup? I don't like tomato soup, so I went to Chef Bourdieu toast, or I guess not toasted raviolis, but ravioli. I, I haven't had them since college. I'll tell you that. Probably, maybe You're like, since college, and by college I mean when I went to Mizzou last right. fall for a football game. For a game right. I do need to have mom make me a grilled cheese, though. It's been a while. Hey, I there like that. I like that.
0: Well, here is Yuri with some of the simple things that make being home for the holiday special for
4: him. Thankful to actually get us share what my holiday ends are but one of the traditions that we do in my family is go play football and after that we start cooking and then we have sparkling cider and it's the best I'm 16 so we don't have real champagne <laughs> very <coffee>. good <laughs> and the thing I love most of the cooking has to be the the yams Mm. and then after that it would be the pumpkin pie also good choice that's the best thing and we always like to try new traditions so can't wait to listen to more of the abby eats podcast
0: hopefully they can pick up a couple tradition ideas from this episode, yeah. I love that. Always yeah. trying something new.
2: I like the idea of going outside and playing a little football before doing the cooking. Get some calories off before you put some on, something right? Something like that. <laughs> For most people, being home is what it's all about. And that includes this nice collar.
4: This is today in St. Louis, Florida, oh. Ryan Hinton. <laughs> I just wanted to drop in and talk about the plates that I eat at home. I do a little bit of cooking, you know, throw a little pasta together, especially for the holidays, add a little extra seafood, seafood or some seasoning or something like that. But (laughs) I think what I love the most is when my mom cooks her fried pork chops or she made these uh, fried turkey legs in the air fryer the other day. Mm -hmm.
3: Mm
4: -hmm. They tasted great (laughs) as reheats too. So that's, that's really what I miss the most. Anything my mom makes or, family makes my aunt makes great cakes and pies she's mm. a great baker so she makes this like caramel cake with pecans on it mm. yeah that's really good too For the holidays <laughs> you know like everybody else we always enjoy the food but especially meat you know the meats the sweets you know we got it going on in the Hinton household abby maybe you can swing by one day this holiday season and grab you a plate
0: okay i'll
4: talk to <laughs> you then see ya.
0: Now that I have the invite, I'll have to let you guys know about (laughs) it. And we also had several people boast online about the offerings they can get at home. I loved how Kelly described her. She calls it a wide variety of bountiful food from our entire family Ooh. everything from turkey and dressing baked ham mashed potatoes every dessert you can imagine she says she has a very large family with lots of excellent home chefs sounds like the right kind of family to spend the holidays with yes Sarah may really likes her mom's homemade dinner rolls oh. with the fixings a lot of mo- good cooking moms, moms because Becky yep. also says her mom makes a really good pork tenderloin twice baked potato twice baked potatoes which are some of my favorites. That's a lot of work, too. It's You have to make them twice. Mm-hmm. And a great salad. And Alyssa said
2: her mama's Watergate salad, which I had not had Watergate salad until this past Thanksgiving, actually. I just heard somebody talk about that yesterday. I'd never heard it called that, but it's basically like an um, ambrosia salad, right? Yes, it's okay.
0: ambrosia in the texture, and it's pistachio. Oh. At least the one that I had was okay. pistachio, but it was nice. It was a very good. pleasant change of pace compared to a lot of the heavier stuff that you're having and more seasoned stuff. Sometimes you do enjoy being home, but you do have to go out as well, especially if you're back here in St. Louis and home for the holidays.
1: I've lived all over the world um, and have eaten in all over the world and have celebrated holidays all over the world. But let me tell you, a lot of people will probably say they couldn't wait to get home to have their home-cooked meal from their grandmas or yeah. their moms. When I would come back to St. Louis... And my grandmothers were alive, the first place I would go is to their kitchens <laughs> and have real food. Yeah. I could not wait to taste my grandmother's home cooking again, especially at Christmas time. Now, on my dad's side of the family, the cold porch was a big deal, and out on the cold porch were all of the Christmas cookies. Um, stored in special tins for certain <laughs> certain parties and certain people and certain relatives. And
0: certain raccoons that get out on the And some were also <laughs>
1: stored out there so that there would be Christmas cookies left at Christmas.
3: Ah, However, that's smart. However, that started smart.
1: at Thanksgiving. <laughs> and when I was in college, I went to Lake Forest College, and when I would come home on the holidays – We would congregate, uh, me and my friends, we would go to Noggles. We would have (laughs) the best time with all the other people going to Noggles. He's hiding something. I wonder what he's thinking of. And I did bring several friends one year back from Lake Forest College with me so they could experience Noggles. I wish it was still around. We had the best time. But thank you, Abby, for having this podcast and letting us share our memories.
0: Noggles, right? I gotta know. I
2: gotta know more. So just hearing Gary talk about it, what do you think Noggles is? Um, By today's standards, a 3 a.m. bar where they're still smoking aloud Mm -hmm. and just nothing good happens after midnight.
0: So most of those things might be true, but it's (laughs) not a bar. I looked it up, actually, and I found an article from a few years ago in St. Louis magazine And their quote is, merely mention Noggles to St. Louisans of a certain age and the stories will flow. Sounds like Gary's one of them. Mm. Originally called Noggles tacos and burgers, the restaurant was primarily focused on Mexican food with an emphasis on burritos. Mm. Apparently those burritos were like the size of your forearm and sometimes traffic backed into the street at the location which was on McCausland. So Mm -hmm. it was right near the High Point Theater. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, that flying saucer building on South Grand. It's now a Starbucks, Chipotle. Chipotle. I remember it being a Del Taco. Me too. Apparently before that, it was Noggles. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was like a burrito, then taco, then Chipotle. Chipotle. So it's like the evolution of that. Right. So, so cool. And you know what?
2: I might just have to hear some of his Noggles stories. The the twinkle in his voice you could hear. (laughs) You could hear it. I loved it. And just more proof that... For a lot of people, it's not just about the typical St. Louis foods. Totally. Burritos being not a typical St. Louis food. Oh, but totally. But the atmosphere that you're going for, too. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: But what you do think of as a typical St. Louis food, maybe pizza, Italian food. We had a lot of people comment with their selections of Italian that they have to get when they're home. Mm-hmm. Adam says Cusinali's. Peggy says that her sons have to go to Peroni's and Joyous Deli. And Hunter likes to go to Bellachino's on Hampton. And then Jeanette says that she's originally from St. Louis, living in Virginia now. When she comes home, her favorite food to eat is Joe Bacardi's pizza. She says, you can't get pizza with Provel cheese on it like Joe's on the East Coast. It's the first thing I want when I come home. So she's got to get some Joe's. I'm a big sucker for St. Louis-style pizza. I am too, yep. So many people want to have it. And, you know, sometimes, though, when you need to go out to eat, you really need to go out for more than just eating. And a dive bar often does the trick. Here's one caller's recommendation.
1: You got to check out the Iowa Buffet at the corner of Iowa and Winnebago. <laughs> it's not a Thanksgiving deal.
3: <laughs> That's okay.
1: So probably the best hamburger in St. Louis.
0: I got to try it now. They've
1: got a broiler that dates back to the World's Fair
3: very cool the super
1: quintessential cool. south city bar that is disappearing in st louis check the join out <laughs> all right bye bye hey i like seeing you on tv <laughs> i think you do a great job
3: right.
0: thanks pal dive bars we have some good stories all of my family at the french quarter off of manchester Aww. road in ballman it's a it can be fun. Yes. It's always good to bring a dive bar to life with the whole family. Yep. And speaking of families, the Griffin family sent us quite a list. I actually had to do a little bit of research on some of these options, too. They said Smokey-O's rib tips and pork steak. Which is a Obviously, great idea, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, Emo's pizza, toasted ravioli, toasted cannelloni, which is delicious. But then I had to look this one up. Shrimp oh, St.
2: Paul. I've heard of this, Are you yep. familiar with I it? I am,
0: yep. So it's essentially an egg-foo-young sandwich if you even just Google shrimp St. Paul, you'd think St. Paul, like Minnesota or something, mm-hmm. right? No, it's very much a St. Louis thing yep. um, because of our really strong connections with like chop suey. Mm-hmm. I was looking at this. I'm like, oh, this definitely has to be an episode that we do in yes. the future. Uh, they like Lamb's Garden the best, uh, but for not only shrimp St. Paul, but special fried rice, duck, and noodles. Love that. That sounds delicious. And then they said handles everything- Especially the caramel cake from Fluorescent. Nice.
2: Yes, it's always a good North County stop. Very good. Well, that was a big list. Yes. Here's another family who left a big list and several voicemails. Uh oh.
1: Missouri Bakery, gooey (laughs) butter cake, comma. Oh gosh. (laughs) Strange Donuts, gooey butter cake, Comma. comma. Homemade gooey butter cake. (laughs)
2: Okay, now, before we get too far into laughing at this one, Abby, does that voice sound familiar to you? That is my (laughs) beloved, wonderful Uncle Bob Hoffman, my godfather,
0: and he's a big podcast listener, and I think he thought he was doing (laughs) voice-to-text.
1: Uncle Bob's garden-to-table hot salsa. Oh, he does make good salsa.
0: Comma. Comma. (laughs) Uncle
1: Bob's tailor-made pesto.
0: Mama. That's a shout out to my cousin Taylor.
1: Uncle Bob, <laughs> ready-made tomatoes. Actually, I have nothing for number three. <laughs> anything?
2: Oh, okay.
1: Ryan's choice. Oh yes.
2: There okay. Runs in the family. Okay. So when I listen to this voicemail. First, oh, I was God. like, "What is Uncle Bob's? Who is this Uncle Bob?" Not knowing that it was yeah, It's literally Bob. my Uncle Bob. He has a garden <laughs> and he makes delicious salsa
0: and
3: pesto.
2: <laughs> I am jealous. It sounds great.
3: It is so good. Okay. Hi, Abby. Um, my cousin like Claire. My favorite foods in St. Louis are fuzzy tacos, red shitty. <laughs> oh gosh. And inside the house
2: pasta <laughs> house yeah
3: okay. she worked that's my cousin claire she lives in
0: chicago now she worked at fuzzy's tacos and rib city throughout her <laughs> career at some point
1: hi abby oh, that's my cousin claire. Or cousin one on the last dial <laughs> our top three favorite restaurants here in st louis are number one rib city <laughs> number two fuzzy tacos and number three It's a tie between P.F. Chang, Genghis (laughs) Grill, and and Pasta House. Thanks. (laughs) Have a great day.
2: That's my cousin, Ryan. We're just putting an exclamation yes. point on all of those places. You know what? <laughs> um,
0: yeah, Ryan lives in Texas now. And it's funny because Ryan has worked at P.F. Chang's and Genghis Grill. Claire's worked at Fuzzy's Tacos and Rib City. And my cousin, Carly, their youngest sister, worked at Pasta House. So they were giving a lot of shout outs. a oh, lots of shout outs. Former employees. I like it. You know, they don't live here anymore, but they're from St. Louis. Uh, some podcast listeners we talked to or we heard from aren't from here. So we got to hear about a few food selections from far away from them as well and some people were a little bit better at doing this whole thing than my family (laughs) than your family that's
2: okay (laughs) Uh, here are some of the ones that caught our attention bernice wrote swiss meat and sausage factory in swiss missouri has some summer sausage and bratwurst like that's family made Mm. Um, susan j wrote runza hut and lee's chicken in lincoln nebraska and bob a said wildcat sandwiches So Hmm. we had to figure this out a little bit, right? Yeah, I had to comment. This was on Facebook. I had to comment back, what's that? And he responded, raw ground round on rye bread with onions. It's a Wisconsin thing. It is a Wisconsin thing. I looked it up, afraid he wasn't going to respond. It's also known as a
0: cannibal sandwich because it's raw meat. That's a no for me. That's a no hard no for you. You'll stick with your chef boy RD. I'll stick with my chef boy RD. I like steak steak tartare, but I don't know about oh. Christmas time. Mm. Like it's interesting, but I love that. I love hearing what everybody is up to this holiday season. And I hope that your holiday traditions this year taste just as delicious and maybe are a little more well cooked. <laughs> All right, now let's get to some food news, including something you're
2: going to want to set your DVR for, or at least get yourself in front of a TV tonight. Yes. Three St. Louis area bakers are going to be on the Great American Baking Show Holiday Edition. This is on ABC. Um, We've got Sarita Gellner, who's from Chesterfield. Cool. Tanya Ott, who's from Bethalto, Illinois. And Helen Pentazis from Maplewood. So, are you a big fan of the Great British Baking Show, the British version of it? It is a very—I'm not as addicted to it as a lot of people I are, love but it's it. very
0: pleasant. It yes. is a
2: wonderfully pleasant show. If you've never checked it out, obviously you have three reasons now to check yes. it out. But it really is one of my favorite TV shows that I'll—I will definitely be watching tonight.
0: Love that it's a holiday edition as well. Speaking of holiday editions, Emos
2: is. Taking a note out of Starbucks book, maybe? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. They're changing up their box for the first time ever. So this is going to be temporary. Instead of a white box, it will be red for the holidays. I saw it because I ordered pizza with my family recently,
0: and mm. it was very jarring because yeah. it was not the white box I'm used to. But it was kind of a nice little thing. A little and, change you know, up. If it reminds us that it is okay to order pizza during the holidays and still be festive, <laughs> then I am all for that. Nice. Here's one that we are going to raise a glass for. I know I am.
2: Yes, over at Retreat Gastro Pub in Yellow Belly, they're doing their charitable cheers menu again. So if you go there, you can get certain drinks off this menu. And $2 from every drink is going to go to the St. Louis City Family Gift Drive. Now, this is a charity that provides gifts and essentials for families with special needs children.
0: I love it. I'm just going to shout out Tim Wiggins because he's so cool and he seems like he's always interested in doing these kind of things. Always mixing
2: it up a little bit. There's always something going on over there. And all of the drinks are holiday themed too, so you'll feel a little festive drinking them.
0: There you go. Okay. Um, Barbecue. The fire is spreading.
2: To Texas. To
0: Texas. Of all places. They are really going for it.
2: A little bit of a daring move. Sugar Fire is expanding to Texas. They're going to be opening their first location there next summer in Dallas Here's what they wrote in their news release. Um, Here in Texas, barbecue is no joke, but we know Sugarfire will bring a barbecue bliss this community has yet to experience.
0: That being said, I wonder if that community's experienced it more than we realize because apparently Dallas has a pretty big. Pat St. Louis uh, community. So during the blues run they had a lot of different celebrating for the blues. Uh, They had a Stanley Cup celebration in Dallas. I have two cousins who live there. And so and one of the producers in the morning show here his girlfriend lives in Dallas so he travels there quite a bit. Okay, And he went for a big Stanley Cup celebration in Dallas.
2: That's so cool. So maybe Sugarfire already has a built-in audience down there. Some St. Louisans down there ready for their Sugarfire.
0: I love it. And those Texans who think they've had good barbecue are about to eat the best barbecue they've
2: ever had
0: <laughs> is what I like to say. Right. So we're going to up the ante this week because this is the last Abby Eats of the entire year. Mm-hmm. So, Dory,
2: what's the best thing you had to eat this year? This year? Well, I think you might know where I'm going with this. But speaking of Stanley Cup we celebrations. Go. If this
0: wasn't your best thing you had to eat, I was going to be disappointed.
2: Nothing. I don't think anything in my life will ever top eating a toasted ravioli dipped in marinara at Charlie Gito's from the Stanley Cup. That it was, was so cool. T-Rav's in the Stanley Cup. It doesn't get much more St. Louis than that. In that moment, like I'm getting goosebumps just now thinking about it. It was such a cool moment, such a neat St. Louis thing to experience. Um, nothing will top that. And The T-Rav actually was very, very good too, aside from it coming out of the Stanley Cup. That's awesome. And seeing Pat Maroon and Layla and... Uh, O'Reilly was there too. It was so cool. I love that. Oh, the experience. It yes. was
0: so cool. I was going to be upset because I said, Dory, <laughs> I bet I know what the best thing
2: you had to eat this year was. It's not always about the food. It's about the experience too. And that was a once in a lifetime experience probably. And in this yeah. case
0: though, it got to be about the food too because yes. the food was pretty It dark. was good. You can't complain with Charlie Gito's. No. So mine also has to do with the blues and ah. I was kind of trying to come up with two different things. One would be Nudo House, the ramen noodle bowl, the uh, pork ramen noodle bowl, spicy pork, that Coach Barubi would always get mm-hmm. on his way to a blues game, and he was uh, they were part of the winning streak. Yes, So he would always have this good luck ramen, and when I got to try that right before the blues were playing again and I learned about this being the good luck s- noodle soup, I was like, this is awesome, and it really stuck with me. <laughs> And then, Part of
2: that moment, it's just that feeling, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly.
0: And it's pretty darn good ramen, yeah. too. And then also I have to say there's something, I'm not always the biggest Bud Light fan, but there's something about the Gloria Brew, man. Oh, this yes. This year will be forever <laughs> the year of the Gloria Brew. Yep.
2: So that was more delicious than any Bud Light I've ever had in my life. <laughs> so we're just going to need the Blues to step it up again next year for us to Bingo. continue this to going on, or maybe even the Cardinals, or both. Oh, man. Help can us you inspire our food for next year,
0: right? Yes, I love that. If you would be, you have to scoop the marinara sauce out of the Stanley Cup mm-hmm. with a baseball glove. Ooh. <laughs>
3: and, then, <laughs> and then
0: dip a T-Rav in it. We are we have big hopes for twenty. All right, Cardinals and Blues, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> We're ready. Absolutely. And there are still a couple more weeks of 2019 during which you can do a lot of fun things. So we have a big planner for you. Yes. Always, always, always make sure you double-check with the event to make sure that the hours are as expected and that it's still going on because we are recording this the week of December 12th. So, just keep that in mind, okay? So, some ongoing events we want to remind you about are the Garden Glow at the Missouri Botanical Gardens. That's nightly into the first weekend of January
2: awesome event if you haven't gotten there yet. I went and I got that hot chocolate you mentioned. It was so good. Yes, (laughs) I love
0: it. I love it. Brewery Lights at Anheuser-Busch. I'm planning on going this upcoming weekend and that is... Fridays through Sundays for the rest of the month of December. That's Mm -hmm. always a fun experience. The Central West End Window Walk is on Saturdays. We have a couple more of those left, the 14th and the 21st. Get out and explore my neighborhood. There's always live music around and good shopping to be done. And then Winterfest at Keener Plaza. This is a big one that will continue actually from Fridays through Sundays Throughout most of January, because of the NHL All Star Week happening in January. But if you want to go in December, you can catch the Winter Market on Saturdays and Sundays, which is curated by our friends at the Women's Creative. So you can pick up some unique gifts and artisan items. It's like an outdoor European style market. And Love I those. Highly recommend it.
2: All right. So if you guys are still wanting to head out to one of the holiday bars that we have in town, I've got a little bit of a roundup for you guys. Deep breath. Through <laughs> through I know. We've been mentioning them one at a time. Okay. Here we go. (laughs) Miracle SDL, the OG Christmas pop-up that is open in Benton Park. Reservations are needed. I actually was able to pop into there one night. It was like a Wednesday or Tuesday night, and they said reservations are opening up randomly because people are canceling last minute. So check the reservations online. Same goes for Sip and Santa. That's a sister bar to Miracle. Cool. This one's tiki-themed and in Midtown. We also have Lit. This is at Molly's. They've got a build-your-own hot chocolate bar. Also reservations needed. Someplace you don't need reservations is up on the rooftop. This is at 360 at the top of the Hilton at the ballpark. Um, And there's no cover before 10, but I guess after 10, there's, I'm not sure how much the cover is, but just keep that in mind. Um, We also have mistletoe down at patios near Bush. Cool. It's free to get in, but you can get tickets to guarantee a table for you and a guest. And then we also have frosted. This is the one at the Piper Palm House in Tower Grove Park. This one's only open December 19th through 23rd. Um, Call them and see if you can get a reservation. Um, Otherwise, you could probably just pop in there. And the cool thing about this one is that some of the proceeds go to help Tower Grove Park. Woo! woo! Plenty of options to choose from.
0: Also, on Saturday, December 14th, Lola Jean's Give Back Coffee is having a holiday market. They're going to be featuring local vendors, of course, some coffee, as well as desserts, beer, and
2: wine to purchase. So I always think food makes for a good gift. So stop oh, yes. by Lola Jeans that weekend to do that. All right. And December 14th and 20th, those are Saturdays, the uh, Sweetology in Town and Country is holding a gingerbread house decorating workshop. So your gingerbread house can be the best one on the block. Um, this is for all ages. So Abby, you are welcome. Excellent. Space is limited, though. You'll want to register and that's $30 a person, but that'll get you all the gingerbread oil, icing, gumdrops, and sprinkles that you could ever want. I
0: love that. Okay, if you're looking for something to do with your coworkers, maybe after your Secret Santa gift exchange, Lunchtime Live is returning to Ballpark Village on Friday, December 20th. So that's where you can stop by and have food specials, live music, do some networking, and certain lunch meals get a free drink. So not quite a holiday event, but a good time to
2: kick it with coworkers if you're working downtown. And you want to kick it with your kids, head to Eckert's for the Breakfast with Santa event. This is on Friday, December 20th. I love this because it's breakfast at dinner time. At dinner time. Breakfast with Santa at dinner. And that's at the Eckerd's Belleville Country Restaurant. Reservations are needed. It's $20 a person, but Santa will be there.
0: Oh, snap. But you know where Santa will not be
2: <laughs> is donuts with the Grinch.
0: Maybe your kids have been bad and you need to take them <laughs> here instead. This is Saturday, December 21st at Jay's Classic Bar and Grill off Lindbergh and Spanish Lake. That's where you can obviously grab donuts, but then take pictures with the Grinch, which I think would make a fun, That's different cool. holiday yeah. picture.
2: Yeah. I love that one. Um, all right. So if you're looking to party with a bunch of your friends. And a bunch of strangers. And a bunch of strangers. <laughs> Saturday, December 21st, we've got the 12 Bars of Charity. This is a big event every year. It's actually more than 12 bars. There's about 30 participating. um, And all of the money is going to go to eight different charities. Tickets are required for this, and some of that money gets to go to the charity of your choice. Um, Most of the bars that are participating are in Ballpark Village, Soulard, and Downtown. Um, All of those bars will have drink specials and free admission and a shuttle between the bars so you don't have to worry about driving.
0: Which is a big, big plus because it is a big, crowded bar crawl, but it is pretty fun if you have a big group to go with. Um, on Saturday, or this is Sunday, December 22nd, the Blitz and Brunch at Mad Art Gallery. I'm kind of looking into going this because I'm yeah. anchoring Tissel that Sunday. So I'm like, oh, this could be fun for afterward. They're going to be having holiday cocktails, house-made eggnog, and Santa will also be there too. Woo-hoo. Soulard restaurants and bars as well. This is a Sauce Magazine ticketed event. So you want to hop online and get some uh, reservations for that if you're thinking about swinging by. All
2: right. And on Christmas Day, if you're looking for something to go out to Calico's near Kina. Kina Plaza is going to be serving a traditional Christmas dinner, Uh, but just also a reminder to check some of your favorite restaurants because they're going to be starting to take reservations now um, for your Christmas dinner plans.
0: Absolutely. There are going to be plenty that are open on Christmas, but do make a reservation. Same with New Year's Eve. Um, They are starting to, different restaurants and bars are starting to advertise their events and their parties and what their dinner plans are so make sure you check those out but some big ones that we always know can be a pretty fun time a ballpark village this one's crazy <laughs> i it's love hosted this <laughs> by chris from in sync what is he doing i that he's saw been that saying- <laughs> last year it was one of the guys from um oh goodness a real ho- he was real housewives uh husband no he was like on the Vanderpump Rules, he's oh, from St. Louis. Yes, yes. somebody's going to DM me. I just want someone to actually listen to this and let me know the guy's name. But I'm it's not a guy gonna who's look from St. Louis. He's from right? St. Louis. Yeah. Yes, and his name is on the tip of my tongue, but I'm not going to yeah. bother looking it up. But Chris from InSync—that's hilarious. Ballpark Village. Ballpark Village tickets are required, but it does include some all-inclusive drink packages. The Chase Park Plaza also has their swaggy, a little event with live music, a premium open. Open bar, a balloon drop, and you do need tickets for that. There's a party cruise with the riverboats at the arch. This one sounds cool. Yeah, they're gonna have a three course dinner, then an open bar and DJ, and then Westport Social only twenty five dollar cover, which is kind of like nice. That, yeah. And you can pre purchase it, but they'll have a champagne toast, balloon drop, party favors, live music, drink specials, and all the games you could possibly want to play, as per usual at Westport Social whatever you do on New Year's Eve, let us know because it sounds like it's going to be a great 2020. I can feel it in my bones. Me but too. Thank you all so much. We want to take a second to say thank you for such a great year. We launched the podcast in May and have had blood, sweat, and tears going into this sucker um, and so many delicious foods that we got to try, talk about, recommend to you, hear about from you. And we just really appreciate you being part of
2: this podcast family and we've also gotten some reviews back from you guys and I think this is a perfect way to cap off our launch year in 2019 yes we got a new review on iTunes this person said I love this podcast the casual style the awesome food and restaurant recommendations and the fun guests are right up my alley I've tried so many new places since listening thank you for being an entertaining and informative source that I can listen to on my way to work Abby and Dory are a great team.
0: Dory, we are a great team. I think so, too. Thank you so much for being my partner
2: in crime. I just love you.
0: This is great.
3: Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Ooh la la.
0: Abby Eats St. Louis, as you guys know, is a five-on-your-side production. I'm Abby Larico. And I'm executive producer Dori Olmos. So please make sure you are subscribed so that you do not miss a beat when we are back in the year 2020.
2: And follow us on Instagram. We're at, at Abby Eats St. Louis. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Happy everything. We will see you next year. Ready to seize the
0: plate.
3: Woo! Yay!